1: So Sean Shapiro uh, wrote uh, yesterday he talked about I understand everyone wants you know a defenseman but what if we got both defensemen from the same team and I wanted to ask you trade deadline stories as far as a defenseman coming into the room did you have to play with someone fresh and what kind of adjustment has to be made and I thought it was interesting as far as getting the actual pair, put them on the second line as far as defensive pairings, and then move Essa Lindell and Ryan Suter down to the third pairing. And so I think that would really help your defensive corpse because I think me personally, I think one move defensively, I don't know if that takes me over the top.
0: Okay, so can you ask Sean Shapiro, the, the, the future general manager of the Bantam team here in Dallas, where is he getting the money for the cap space to grab a number three and number four defenseman? I will ask him mm-hmm. and I will <laughs> I mean, an answer. That's a dream. Isn't that a, 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 yes. a, what you'd call a pipe dream. I mean, I don't know how you can get a number three, number four from the same team without giving up a boatload. Yes. And, and why, why would a team give up their number three and four? because typically a number three and four, you're, you're saying that you're a number three and four, whereas if our number two gets hurt, we we can easily move our three into number two. It's I think the top four defensemen are, are so important for every single team. I don't care what level it is. Five and six, especially in the NHL, I mean, <clears throat> it depends on where games are, but all you have to do is look at the minutes played. I mean, it'll tell you who they think five and six are. And then over the course of the year, you know, they're going to average what, I don't know, 12, 13 minutes where other guys are averaging, you know, the one and twos are, are averaging what, 23, 24. And then your three and fours are like 18, 19 to 20. Yeah. So how, how do you give away a number three and four defenseman? not give away, not give away, but again, so what what is essa What is essa making this year? About five million. What is Hawkenpa making? About two or three, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So so now all of a sudden you want to try to find you know that cap space right there. And again, it's got to be body for body. You know, so you don't have the cap space just to bring them in. So you're going to have to move six million, seven million, eight million dollars out. Who do you suggest that you're going to move $8 million worth?
1: Well, it warms my heart that you're talking cap.
0: It really <laughs> does. Because <laughs> it's usually. You should like, wear a cap. You it, probably need to wear a cap. Yeah,
1: you know, I do wear caps on the weekends. Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I love that you're talking salary cap with me. My point last night after the game, because I love the thought, but my thought was, you know, he was talking about Philadelphia. And Sean Walker, and I know like wherever you go, he's a top trade target, and I don't understand why more people aren't talking about Philadelphia is currently third in the metro they're a playoff team, and
0: I eh, got a little tighter last night, but yeah okay. yeah okay,
1: okay, but Greg, this team has not been in the playoffs for three years. The last time they made the playoffs was a covid year, so there was no attendance, so if i'm spectrum slash Comcast or whatever you want to call their ownership group. I understand Danny Breer is new and he's rebuilding, but I kind of want that playoff gate. And by the way, you're in the same town as the Eagles, the Phillies and the 76ers. So you're the fourth team in town. I think showing up in the playoffs is actually pretty good as far as trying to, you know, rile up that flyers fan
0: base. So, what is your point? How my, did we my, get my to Sean is, Walker?
1: Because my point is that's, that's who Sean wanted. He wanted the second pairing from Philadelphia. My my point is the following is is that everyone's talking about Sean Walker, and yes, I think it would be a nice fit here. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year, and I think he would help the Stars' defense. But if I'm Philly, why am I giving him up if I am have the potential to be in the playoffs? It's not like the Capitals and Jersey are coming quick.
0: Well, the reason that you may give that player up or may not is this is not about one year at a time. This this plan of having torts come in there and be the head coach, who's obviously done an unbelievable job. He usually does wherever he goes. I would say he's probably got to be a candidate for coach of the year. But this is long term. This isn't like about this year for them. I mean, are they going to get by the Boston Bruins, the Florida Panthers, the Leafs? Are they getting by the Rangers, Carolina? I mean, is that realistic? Uh, so why, again, to, to say that Philly's going to give up their three and four, like that's kind of a, that's a foundation. That, that I mean, everybody's looking for a three and four. So you believe in a three and four, Do you think they're going to, whether they're going to sign Walker or not, I have no idea. I'm I'm just saying like, if you believe in the process that your organization has uh, now, now if you're going to tell me that number that you're looking, they're looking at giving up their, their fifth and sixth. Okay. But a three and four, I don't, you know, uh, you must have some, someone waiting in the wings. That's a 20 year old kid that you right. think can step in and play. Yeah. Yeah. And play those minutes as an NHL defenseman to where generally whoever made this up, it's kind of close, but until you play 200, 250, some odd games, do you really learn how to play that position and be good at it? So you're going to give up those guys. So you must think that maybe your five and six can play three and four minutes. Obviously not. Cause they're not. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you just have you have to sit down and you have your conversation internally and go, OK, where are we at? Where do we think we're realistically at? How many years are we away from where the Dallas Stars are, where the Colorado is, where Boston is, where Florida is, where the Leafs hope to be, where you're at? The Rangers are there as far as cup contenders. Yeah. You know, and again, it's about it. it at the I think they all well they're, they're all going to go to cap friendly to start with. You know, how do we make this work?
1: Right, yeah, best website ever invented.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I don't even so know if that's what it's called anymore, but no, that's it what is. it used to be called. It okay. is okay. It is such a but, good site. But I mean, t- in today's game, you know, you know that They don't go, man. This guy would, man. We got to, we got to figure out how we're moving. No, what they do, the first thing they do is go, okay, our guy's making six million. The guy we want's making six million. Okay, that might work, but they're gonna want more because they're moving them out. So they, I mean, it's it's not really up to the team that wants them. It's the team that's giving them away. What am I getting back? Yeah, I mean, I already got it. He's a, I, we like him, you know, and we're going to try to re-sign him or whatever it may be. But but I, I don't you think that the team that is giving up a player sometimes have more leverage than the other one? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Flyers, you if you're Daniel Briere, you absolutely know the Stars need defensive help, and you can simply say to the Stars. Appreciate that. I will listen to offers, but I have five other teams calling about them. So you need to give me your best offer. This can't be negotiation. That's how I'd play it.
0: Yeah, but they're that's not how it works. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we won't negotiate with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I God. knew
1: I wasn't in NHL GM for a Yeah. So that's funny. We're we're talking about trades and Chris Barnard at C Barnard eighty two brings up a good point. The other day, you and Craig were talking about Eric Cole and how trading him brought uh, Dallas Matias Yanmark. Interesting facts. Matias Yanmark wasn't the primary target. It was Bachman, a defenseman nil like from Detroit system. Number two, the conditional third round pick turned into a second round pick. And that second round pick is Rupe Hintz.
0: Okay, l- l- let's just start here. That's not exactly what they went in thinking this is how this is going to play out. You seriously think that somebody said, okay, this is exactly how this is going to play out. How do do they know, first off, how do they know that this player that you got in the draft is going to be available?
1: No, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying like, I mean, you can Eric do this Cole, with all of these, trade. Trade.
0: all of these trades you guys talk about and how this panned out. Then we got a third round pick. Then it, then it turned into that guy that we yeah. traded for this guy. And then five years later, we got this pick and we got that player with it because we
1: love oh, to on. play. We'd love to play GM Craig.
0: Yep. Keep playing. <laughs>
1: podcast i, told, I mean I'm just, I, I wanted it, you to it's pump like, my tires it's like today. they
0: turn it's it's like people turned certain gms into geniuses if they had this crystal ball or maybe they're friends with i dream a genie because i don't know how the hell they would know three years down the road when you don't know where you're going to get this pick and you made three trades and you got two players and you traded one of them for, for a bag of pucks and that turned into a bus and then all of a sudden they get This guy that we moved to this guy, and this GM was drinking and he was high at the time when I called him. And then we ended up with a third overall pick. I'm
1: just saying, like Chris points out, that it was a third that moved up to second. I'll give you another example. When Yarmir Yarger was traded to Boston and it was a second, which turned into a conditional, it was a conditional one, turned into a one. The
0: stars And the condition is they probably had to advance yeah, to the semifinals. Or something. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I mean. How do you know that? Well, I, I'm just saying. How did they into... know that their number one goalie wasn't going to break his foot? <laughs> next thing you know, you got, got some kid you got to call up the minor. A conditional. And it wasn't Steve Penny. No. It t- yeah. <laughs> it turned out it was uh, Jason Dickinson.
1: So there you
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't Jason Dickinson taken first, uh, first pick by Dallas? He was taken in the first round. Yes. Uh, but that was Dallas's first pick.
1: Don't think it was right. Now, see now you're gonna make me Google.
0: Oh well, I mean, don't you know all this stuff? I thought I thought Vicky was the first pick for for the Dallas Stars in whatever year that draft was. I don't really know, but is that true or not? No. As I can hear the keyboard going.
1: No, you can't hear nothing, and it is going. And I'm pulling <laughs> it. Up, I'm pulling it up right now. So this is the awkward silence that we have sometimes on podcasts as Craig makes me search these things.
0: I'm not making you search it. I figured to be when you bring it up, you'd already know it. Well, I'm telling you, I don't think it was. Okay, well he then would... you tell me who that Dallas had two two first round picks that year.
1: He was, yes, he was number twenty nine. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Pump my tires. He was number twenty nine, taken ten that year. Was a guy named Valeri Nichushkin.
0: Well, which turned out a pretty good player after he left Dallas. Yeah. Well, yeah. And now those things aren't going so well for him.
1: He was just cleared to return. I don't think he'll be ready to go,
0: but yeah, I, I, I agree.
1: And by oh, the they're going to be
0: ready to go. You, you just think just Nachushkin... like a couple guys in Vegas by the name of Mark stone and Jack Eichel are going to be ready to go when playoffs. Oh, around. you know,
1: I understand that. I'm just saying tonight, <laughs> I'm just saying tonight, he was just cleared yesterday,
0: but so. does did, 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 has Jason Dickinson lived up to a number round one pick for in the round. Nope. Which is really let's just call him an early second rounder. I mean, he's what, yeah. three picks away or whatever it
1: is. He's had a good NHL career. He's having his best NHL yes. season. So good. Absolutely. For him. Yeah.
0: Very, very good, solid yeah. player.
1: Yeah. And there were a but, lot that turned into solid players that don't. Radic Foxer was drafted, I think, twelfth overall. Yeah. I mean, just didn't turn out to be the, you know, player that everyone expected. That's it. Good NHL player.
0: But but he's a good player right now. For for this team and Absolutely. in his role, yeah. Even though you don't like to admit it, because you've been trying to sewer him for the last three years. Okay,
1: no, I've been trying to sewer the salary, and I'm justified on that. I am right on that. You can't tell me a
0: fourth line center is worth over three million dollars. Well, then quit getting on Val. Get on the general manager that gave him the money. That gave Val the money, or gave. I I do. I I Oh, I mean uh, no, sorry. I mean I mean uh, Yes.
1: Yes. Abs- no, 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 yeah. no. I don't dog the player. No, no, no. I try I try not to dog the player.
0: Um But but is Dallas a a is Dallas a cup contender today? Yes. Well, let let me put it this way. Is Dallas a cup contender when they were healthy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And
1: I, I will say Foxus like,
0: is a part of that of of that dinner that you're making. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Would would you complain about his salary if they win the Stanley Cup?
1: Well, now you're Your talking about be conditional
0: no. draft picks. You're saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying it. I'm am ju- not saying that at all. Because no. just like Brian Burke says every week, he checked, and there's only one cup given out this year. So, so it's not like nobody knows. And you know, but but the point is, is that he's part of the recipe that they believe in. And what they've done is they've gone out and they've gotten when they're healthy, three lines that are, can hurt you. Like if you're, you're an opposing coach, you're like, okay, we, we can't, we know the Robertson hints line. Right. But then all of a sudden you're like, who are we matching up against here? And then all of a sudden when you need this penalty killed or you need this face-off or it's at the end of the game and you decide you, you need to put, and you're up a goal and, and the face-offs in your end, and you need a face off one, you typically will put out two centermen. So when one gets kicked out, you got another, you got, you know, one B coming in Yeah. or you need a shot blocked or you need this. I, I think Fox has fits into that category. And like I've said before, like you, you will almost always win the cup because of your best players, but you don't, you don't win it without the others. Like without the Dave Reeds for us and Pat Verbeek and sure. and Daryl Sador, all these guys that don't get mentioned. You know, so he's part of their of the stars recipe. And at the time when they probably signed that contract to him, he had, you know, they he was we we want him. He's a piece. Like that's a piece to the puzzle. And just because there's some radio station guy that doesn't like him doesn't mean that it's wrong. But again, at the end of the day, when some of these players end up getting contracts and they get $6 million a year for for the next six years, don't blame him because there's somebody above him that offered him that deal.
1: I never never blame the player. I'm just saying it's a bad contract. But if you're asking my opinion, if the Stars are completely healthy, I'd rather see Ty DeLandria in the lineup.
0: Can Ty Delandria win an important faceoff? Can Ty, De- Ty Delandria block that shot? Yes. Yes. Can Ty yes. Delandria
1: Good on the kill? Uh,
0: he can he can do a lot of things. You're 100 percent right there, but there are things that that Fox uh, in their eyes adds to the to the to the soup. You know? Ty Delandria. <clears throat> I, the more minutes he gets, the more you want him in the lineup, right? And I yes. think we already talked about this month ago. Like, but but again, he knows the team that he's on, and he understands the the people that are ahead of him. And all he's done since he's gotten his opportunity to play is show that he shouldn't be taken out of the lineup when other people come back. That's what that's what it says to me. But a lot of times, the contract, right or wrong, dictates who's in and who's out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A very salty Craig Ludwig today, sir. I like this. <laughs> Coming off a back to back, you know, setting the example, setting the tone for the room, going out, making a big check. Big defenseman's back.
0: Yep, he's back. <laughs> been staring at my eyes are square, been staring at a computer since five o'clock this morning trying yeah. to figure out how we can beat some good teams in a week this and a half. This is
1: why you now. should invite me over. I'll look at the tape, I'll analyze it, break it down for you. It's all
0: good. No. Then you'd know where I live. <laughs> That's
1: a fair point, sir. I understand. <laughs> <That> might... <laughs> there,
0: there's enough creepers in this neighborhood. We don't need one more.
1: Is that why you always ask me to meet you at third party? <laughs> okay. You got it. Where do you want to meet?
0: <laughs> I, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> And it's going to be a certain distance away because uh, even even if you take a hound dog, it can't, it can't find (laughs) home sometimes when it's far enough away.
1: That's true. That's absolutely true. Well, sir, you have a great time breaking down film. Always appreciate your time and uh, we will, uh, we will talk to you uh, soon. I'll be looking forward to the next opportunity to speak with you. Do you want to make predictions? I mean, your predictions are spot on. Like if you're placing money where Craig is saying like, this is what's going to happen. I mean, he's nailed it the last two weeks. They're going to go in here. They're going to lose. They're going to go in here and they're win. I mean, am I putting you on the spot? Do you just want to, this is a tough one because Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do. I like Dallas tonight because they're again, I, I put games like this. um, You're tired. You have to travel. It's not like I said, not going cross country, had to travel. You have injuries. I think this is a good spot for Jake Ottinger to grab grab it and, and have you know have uh, make some key saves early in the game tonight. Keep keep Colorado off the board on, on on a power play if they get three four power plays maybe they get one, but I think Jake outduels whoever they decide to put at the other end of the ice tonight, and, and Dallas plays one of those gritty, ugly, territorial kind of games where they make sure that they know the opponent that you're playing against and played last night. So you're going to spend more time at the other end of the rink and you, you limit turnovers through the neutral zone and at the offensive blue line. And, and you know, you, you, it, it's kind of an ugly game. And, and I don't think Dallas is that kind of a team that plays an ugly game, like a heavy game. But sometimes you just have to do things a little bit differently um, only because you may be a little, little low on gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> obviously, the 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 challenge is always going to be, um, regardless of the opponent, what happens below the tops of the circles in front of the net um, in Dallas's zone uh, for me because of coverage. But I, I just think that um, Jake will be up for the task tonight. He, he always seems to be. He understands the opponent that he's playing against, and he seems to have a different level when you know there's there's some dangerous uh, people on the other side. And you know, with McKinnon and you know Ranton and guys like that, there's some dangerous guys there. Dallas got to find a way to get to the net in the other end of the rink they've got some good defensemen um but you know i I can see this being like a a one goal game i can see and i don't think it's going to be a high scoring game Yeah, i I can see this being like a three two four to two game empty netter
1: yeah it'll be a good one uh for those that are going to watch it's on espn plus you are a beast mr ludwig and uh i will catch up with you soon
0: all right later
1: Thanks, everyone, for supporting and listening to Spits and Suds. Just a reminder, we'll be on after the game. David Castillo from D Magazine will join me, and then we'll be back on uh, Thursday as well. Sean's scheduled to join us on Friday. Busy week right here on Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everyone.